Hello, hello, hello out there. What's up, all you NRM stream casters? DMAC, Darren McCarty here. Grind time with Darren McCarty. Knuckle up, 25 on 19 here on NRM Streamcast. Happy to have you on this Thursday afternoon. Um, got some stuff to talk about. Joined, as always, by my boy, Nick Nooch. Nicky, how you doing over there in uh, adult land? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? How do I Give sound? Day I, put today. The earphones I put the earphones in. Do I sound better? You sound great. Do I sound the, better? The lighting okay. looks good. You almost look too yeah. good. I think we should go back to the way it was. <laughs> uh, that, that, uh, no, we're, we're progress. Progress, not perfection out here on uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty. You know that. You asked me about my day. Actually, check out uh, Grind Time podcast or um, you can check out uh, my Darren Mac feed or whatever. I was downtown with our great friends, Anthony Tomey and his brother in the Tomey group who own 49 of the Jimmy John's around the area. So I got to cruise around with Corey, uh, Anthony's uh, right-hand man, uh, also was joined by current Red Wings, Danny DeKaiser, Darren Helm, and Luke Lendenning. So we delivered to some officers, some nurses, some doctors. We uh, we were running all about town from about 11 to 2. So uh, it was great just to be able to give back and say thanks. It was great to be able to talk to some of the uh, um, cops and, and uh, the security guys that are running the hospitals and especially the COVID. So there's a relationship that we have too because it's a bunch of the uh, officers that play with our Michigan Warriors guys. So um, that's awesome. Ian and uh, Ian and Josh and everybody like that. So I told them we're gonna uh, reach out and figure out, you know, moving forward because even though things uh, get suspended a little bit, uh, obviously Michigan Warriors are still a big part of uh, what Grind Time's all about, and along with all the officers. And when they tell us that, you know. And at the COVID, one of the COVIDs downtown, and they felt like, you know, they, they've been taken care of. I guess only one of their guys had contracted it, and everybody's doing better. But, it, you know, Nick, and also they brought up a good point is that one of their guys, because, you know, we know the Michigan Warriors guys lost a couple other guys, uh, you know, around Christmas and stuff. So he said one of their guys, because he's missing out hockey, actually checked himself into the psych ward. So, um, I think that's progress. And so we got to, this stuff's real and it's going and, and, you know, give that guy a hug, but it, there, there's so many of us out there and we got to get, whether it's hockey, golf, just activities and, and to know that uh, we're all still with each other. And, you know, just to talk to a couple of the nurses uh, and said, you know, things are getting better. So they see Good, a way man. out of it. And I think the governor's what she said today. I hope everybody can enjoy and be responsible to enjoy their uh, this weekend being Memorial Weekend. So that's all good. Do we have our guest on the phone? I don't know if Jeff's on yet or not. No. Jeff, yeah, up, I don't. Dude? I don't think What's Jeff up, called in quite yet. I got okay. a. Uh, so I was, I was hanging out today, right? And a buddy of mine from the army sent me a picture. Um, and I haven't seen him in years and he sent me a picture of you today. And I was like, well, that's kind of strange. Maybe he pulled it off social media or something. And he goes, one of the guys in the picture, I think it's an officer Tucker, uh, who is in the yeah. back of that, of that picture. He's like, I was stationed with him in Fort Lee and he posted this today. I was like, well, look at that shit. Small world, man. Well, that's, and, that was good. I'm glad so, it went well. 
Well, but that's the thing that you, you look at, and it's not about going out and doing that. What it is, is going out where the facilitation of knowledge of to, you know, how simple it is, how close it is. It just so happened on that point, um, you know, Anthony was somebody, or, or okay, so one of the workers there was telling me that her mom had passed away, Kathy was the lady that sold me drapes, Chelly, and Maple Creek and West Bloomfield, our houses, right? It was her mom. And, and I remember her mom or whatever like that because she, you know, the lady when you go in and you're doing all that stuff. But it comes out that Corey, his wife that worked behind the counter, uh, parents built another house that I lived in Copper Creek. So these all these people like, oh, we, we knew you lived here and you lived here and stuff. And it just got me what I preach with grind time and, what we're all about is just facilitating the conversation. So if we can just open up, if that opens up the line uh, for you and your buddies and, and guys that are server out there just to communicate and know it's all back around, then that's what it's all about. Right, bud? hundred percent, man. It was good. It was, uh, it's nice to see the kind of everybody, you know, co-mingling, you know, I know you've known Mikey for, for a super long time and, Held, you know, I went to high school with Anthony over at Jimmy John's, and then it's just you and I known each other for a while, and this this whole kind of inner intermingling, it's awesome. Well, it's like it's like the Kavanaugh effect. I mean, I'm picking up Timmy Kavanaugh's balls on the golf course, and <laughs> I tell this story to people out there. So uh, Nick and I were golfing. Was that last weekend or whatever? And we're, we're yeah, we had some... to walk because playing cattails, and I find a, a Pro V, and I look at it, and it says. Tim, uh, you are now handling Tim Kavanaugh's balls, right? And <laughs> and Jeff Kavanaugh, who's been a sponsor, and you know uh, NLMS number three four four six, because I know I can remember that. That's Rhonda Monet's Gold Star Mortgage, by the way. That's an inside joke for Nick and I. Um, anyways, so I picked up his balls, and it just so happens, yeah, who's cruising down? There's the Kavanaugh clan, and then there's uh, the biggest Kavanaugh I've ever seen, the widest Kavanaugh I've ever seen. Bubba Blake's Kavanaugh a big dude, man. Blake, Blake, Blake. Blake's a big guy. <laughs> Blake, Blake's out of the rhino fold. So that's, it's that's just, right, you know man. what? I think that the one thing I was asked yesterday um, is what is there something not I've learned? And I know I brought up, uh, oh, introspect uh, uh, or introvert. I've noticed I'm an introvert. But the one word, if you could, and I'll ask you this question after I answer it. The one word that I would hope people would take out of what's gone on in the pandemic, and I hope it is perspective. Perspective for themselves, perspective is what, what's important, perspective, you know, who they want to spend time with, whether it's people or maybe it's a sports team or, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, right? And so my word's perspective. Do you have a word Dude, coming I, out of this? I mean, you know, perspective is, is it's a great word, and it's, you know, it's, it kind of hit home a little bit yesterday. You know, I've still been working and working at access point and we're helping all these businesses out, which is great. And I love it. And then the wife is still working from home and my son is working. Uh, you know, he's doing online school and everything. Well, Quinn, my four-year-old daughter has nothing to do. And a lot of times during the day has nobody to talk to or nobody to play with. So yesterday she was in a room crying and I'm like, what's, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? And she says, uh, it breaks my heart. She goes, nobody has time for me. And it absolutely killed me. And, you know, I try and 
I'll do some work. And if I got a quick break, I'm like, all right, let's go for a quick bike ride. Let's hang out. Let's watch a show. Come in here, sit with me if I'm not on a call. So I'm trying to put all this into perspective and figure out what's important. And it's trying to juggle all of this to make it work and make sure that she's happy and she's taken care of. So there's a lot of uh, hang out there as much as I can during the day. And then all the paperwork I have to do and all that stuff, emails tends to happen in the middle of the night when she's sleeping. So, you know, you got to make it work for them for what's important. But I think that that's a conversation, you know, to, to have that, uh, you know, I'd be looking for advice and it's not, you know, we bring it up and I always bring it up is that what TV shows you watch and I'm watching because it's, you know, I take the perspective of having the older kids where you don't have to, you know, take that into uh, perspective. But the one thing that I, I always held true to is it's not the amount of time, but it's the quality time. So the fact that you do that here and there, because then she grows and then, you know, she noticed, knows that you're busy and it's not like you're ignoring her. You got other responsibilities right. that, cause she will get, as she gets more responsibility. It's a great, day, right. great time to introduce a dog, dude. Just saying. <laughs> We've been, I, uh, I, dude, I, Uncle, Dar- Uncle Darren is not the greatest, you know, as far as as the parents want to hear. I just call it the truth. So, or, or a cat or, 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 or something or fish. <laughs> we uh we built like on the side of the house it kind of slopes down a little bit we try and hit golf balls and she's got a hell of a swing going right now which is amazing so we got out some shovels and a pickaxe and we dug a essentially dug a three by five foot box in the ground and leveled it out and built a platform and covering it in turf and uh got the net set up so she's good man it's she's at this weird age where anything i tell her to do she's like yep okay i'll just do that from now on so all the bad habits that we learned you know figured out learning how to golf she doesn't have any of that so she's just she's just killing it it's amazing that's awesome i gotta ride her tails, man hey you know what if i you know obviously you know i'm hit or miss i said you got my bag and all those charity celebrity gigs that we get you know Put on, um, she can you can actually get her bag to actually make you some money, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> mine's, just for yeah, the, this- mine's just for the sponsor gift. I just like sponsor <laughs> gift. I collect golf shoes. I collect golf shoes, glasses, and and laser finders. That's my big golf thing. That go to in the bag. Pairs of shoes I can find each year. <laughs> I get the tees, man. That's you get you get. Mountains and new shades and a whole Puma outfit, and I get a set of three tees, and you know, I'd side bitch about like a little bottle of hand sanitizer, but that stuff's like gold now. Which oh, is funny because I busted out a whole funny, bunch man. of them that I kept like through the years. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna throw it away, and I was just you know looking for little hand sanitizer with like the Westland Police Department golf outing on it. I'm like, yep, use it. It's awesome. I get it's some of your stuff though, man. Too. What's that? I said, I got to get your dude. I got to get on the Maui gyms and the, you know, oh, the yeah. shoes. Oh, yeah. no, I don't get invited hey, to those cool outing. Well, that's a new Newman production, but you also have to, you know, <laughs> so that's the big wig. That's a Newman production. And, you know, so you'll have to figure out because Newman figure, figures out a way. So uh, I always look forward. That's the best gift about going to Grand Rapids for the Myers stuff. Their gift, I mean, everywhere is great. But uh, yeah. So, um, 
you uh what are the what are the big plans uh so now that the, let's talk a little bit about this how you feel you ready you know the, that the governor re, uh relaxed things and did, did it change your plans for this weekend or um yeah, it doesn't plans? really change yeah it doesn't really change plans for the weekend because still got little kids and, and i just need to make sure that they're you know, if something were to happen and they get it, I, I'm very confident that they would be okay. It's not them I'm worried about. It's the grandparents that they want to be around who might not be. So I probably am not going to do that. And I, I completely agree with the governor. As long as the numbers are continued to decline, keep opening stuff up. If they start spiking again, shut the shit down. Till we figure out, you know, keep everybody safe and do whatever we have to do. Um, I had a work call today where we're just planning on um, kind of opening everything up in stages. And so I'll be back in the office, uh, about a month, I think June 23rd, June 25th, somewhere in there where I'm kind of slated to go back. So they're doing everything they need to do and, and making sure everybody's safe, which is, which is good. You know, I don't want to, I don't want this to get worse. We want this all to get better. So we all do our part and do what we need to do. Hopefully things will figure its way out and, be back to normal. What about you? What do you got going on? I don't know yet. I don't, I'm uh, <laughs> golf, golfing with Evan tomorrow morning. Uh, going out with Bam Bam and his buddies. Uh, nice. I think we play Stonehenge. So I'll probably be posting it on. You're on the golf group, right? The Metro Detroit golf group. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. I'm on yeah, there. Yeah. So I was that, talking that, to that's Evan a great. Yeah, I was saying I was talking to Evan about playing tomorrow, but I got. I didn't have time. I took too long, and they filled my spot. And I think he doesn't like me well, anymore. But no, no, you knew you knew that you were first on his list, and I told him that you probably wouldn't get to know. And you know how he likes to book those things up. That's what happens, you know, behind the scenes. You got to he likes to buckle it up a little bit tighter. Whereas, you know, me, I'm just like, where are we playing? Where am I driving to? Where are we going? Right. So that's, that's a good all thing I with you. You go anywhere. Um, yeah. Well, Cheryl, uh, Cheryl headed up today, headed up to Claire and stuff, but dude, with all the dams and with like that mid, like talk about it. Are you the Midland area that dams broke down and stuff? I drive down that 27 all the time in the Claire. Dude, so Uncle I'm, Andy's I'm so place not, is on the lake. Uncle, wait, in the lake? Yeah. Or on the. Is on, he's wait. on Wixom Lake. So that was the lake that oh, filled the, up. Crazy flooding everywhere. The, the dams were about to bust. They had to evacuate. Um, he sent me a ton of pictures, dude. It's crazy. I'll text them to you. So then the dams in Edenville broke, and then all the water took off and essentially washed away his road. And all man, it's crazy. I'll do some pictures, but it's the, everybody's safe and and that kind of stuff. I think they're just all a little sad and depressed at the moment, which I get. Isn't that freaking crazy? I mean, seriously, 2020, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Wait, where's the, any Nostradamus? I, they were saying the end of the world was 2000. They just didn't do metric. They didn't do it. It must be Canadian, which is 2020. Because, <laughs> I mean, just, just, but Michigan just get kicked in the nutsack. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big old kick. And, and down, I don't know, 10 houses down the canal from my Uncle Andy is my dad's other brother, Dino. 
and the same shit happened to him. So they both got screwed. But uh, I, it's yeah, man, it's a big kick in the nuts. Huge kick in the nuts. But you know, I think. Hey, David, do we got got Jeff on the line now? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, yes, sir. Jeff, that you? Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, without further ado, this man here, he's an OG in the moto game, which what do I mean is that, is that he was riding motocross about the time that I was playing some hockey. Uh, 37 wins to his credit and a member of the uh, American Motorcyclist uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, clear, or Coldwater, Michigan's own, Mr. Jeff Stanton. Jeff Thanks for joining us here on Grind Time with Darren McCarty, 25 on 19. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. Just sitting here in Michigan and uh, looking at my white-tailed deer at my farm right now. Oh, wow. How many you got running out there? Well, I've got about 80 white-tailed deer that I raise, and I'm in bike crazy right now, so we're just keeping track of fawns and my bob feeding some babies and uh, just enjoying the farm life right now. I love it, bro. I love it. So uh, uh, shout out to our friend, mutual friend, Troy Devlin, for uh, bringing you on here because one of the things that he brought to my attention trying to get you guys on last week um, was Moto Fight Club, which I love the name, right? But, uh, and can you explain to me what this is and how you got involved to Moto Fight Club? Well, with everything going on in our country right now, no sports, no racing anywhere, nothing. We're in Stanford, right? So 10 past champions, Ryan Villapoto's won nine, nine motocross championships, I've won six, and we had Travis Pastrana, Kevin Wyndham. We just got 10 cool guys together and said, you know what, let's create some entertainment for these people to be able to go watch. So everybody threw a motorcycle in the truck. We drove to a secret location in Ohio, and we just put on a, a badass two-hour pay-per-view show, and uh, it was it was, turned out awesome. We did a bunch of match racing, and uh, you can still go to Fight Club and watch it today. It's on for three months. But uh, everybody, everybody yeah. in the whole world is starving for entertainment. So we worldwide. Uh, we had a ton of viewers in uh, Europe and Canada and America. We had over two hundred fifty thousand viewers uh, last Tuesday. View it. No, that's awesome. Moto M O T O photo F O T O Fight Club, right? Moto Fight or M O T O F I T E Club If you go to Fight TV, you get Fight TV app on your phone, and you can watch it right on your laptop, your phone, and just go, just scroll through it. It's easy to get to. And we done we on Monday night we did a a fireside chat with all 10 champions just talking about past history and what they're up to now. And then on Tuesday, we threw down a bunch of uh, one-lap match racing. Travis Pastrana doing backflip after backflip. It was it was just it was just a fun time. We created a bunch of fun energy for a bunch of people. And like I said, we had 250,000 viewers. It was badass. Let me ask you this, Jeff. As a guy who, you know, did the racing back in the 80s and the 90s and stuff, um, what's the biggest difference in motocross – um, you know, like if you're going to ask me between when you competed and now, I'm going to say, well, obviously like probably motorcycles are, are better or something, but what's the, what's the difference in the sport nowadays from when maybe you started or when you mainly competed? 
Well, I look back at every sport right now. Um, I mean, I'm on top of skateboarding, uh, BMX bikes, all the extreme sports. Dude, these kids now, I think their nuts are the size of volleyballs when they're born because they just there's just no limits anymore. And it's just, it's the same way in motocross. I mean, these kids are on 65cc bikes just jumping crazy stuff. They just got no fear. And, yes, the bikes are 100 times better than they were in the 80s and 90s. But uh, we're just breeding kids that just are just doing extreme crazy stuff and with no limits. Now, now, did you see, was there like a moment or an age group? Because that's the one thing that comes to my mind. And then when you're talking, you, you said, uh, you know, Travis Pastrana, because he's like, like there's a, there's types of crazy, right? Like there's, I'm a type <laughs> of crazy that will fight you know, fight for a cause or fight for a teammate or family right. or loved one and stuff like that. There's a different, like, but there's also too, is that guys, is his, it's Travis's first question or these kids, do they go, well, can I die from this? And then, and then the second one's like, yeah, then I'll do it. Cause if you can't die from it, then you want to do it where I'm not looking to die. You don't seem, you seem smarter <laughs> than that, that you're not looking and willing to die, but what, you know, what have you learned? Because I love the fact that it, you're still being able to get on a bike and be able to do some of that stuff. What are the things that you enjoy now sort of being retired, but being able to be around some of these crazy kids? Well, just, just what we did at that fight club, to hang out with Travis and to, to see his, his mentality and how, what he thinks like, you know, like, Hey, I'll, I'll go back, flip that 1984 YZ 490. And I'm like, Travis, dude, that thing's older than you are. He says, I don't care. I'll backflip it. I told everybody I'm going to backflip it. I'm going to do it. And he just does it. He doesn't think about it. It goes out, and it's just natural. And for me, to tell Sam I'd do a backflip and then go out and do it, dude, it would take a month to convince me. And he just he just does it. <laughs> you know, some some people, it's just, it's just, it's just, they're just wired that way. And I think young kids that now see that, fun, and they're, they're wired that way, and just the, uh, the, the sky's the limit with this with the new generation coming up in in any sports and, and especially extreme sports. Well, I love it because because you know I've seen the interviews and Travis, you're one of his heroes, bro. Like when he in in motor racing. So so let's take it back. Who were your heroes when you raced? You know, well, or gosh, when, you when were I raced, up, if Bob Hanna rings a bell. When I was a young kid, Bob Hanna was the ultimate badass. You know. He not only would go out and kick your butt, but he would tell you he would kick your butt before he went out and did it. And so that's the guy that I looked up to when I was racing with Bob Hanna. He was just, uh, just he he was he was bad to the bone, and everybody wanted to win races and championships. And he was the guy that I looked up to. And then you know Ricky Johnson kind of took his place, and then I took over from Ricky Johnson, and then Jeremy McGrath took over my my throne, and you know it's just a big yeah. circle of life. And in any sport, you see it in in every sport. Yeah, no, and and it must it must be interesting. Was there something in the fireside chat that may like a takeaway that you know one of the stories uh, of the guys? Because when I, that's what I really enjoy is is to be around and and you know to talk to some of the younger guys and. The guys that have have are coming through when you're trying to teach them, you know, the culture, because that's really what we're talking about is just the culture of whatever you're doing and you know doing it with the pure intention. So that's uh, 
that has to be something. But was there anything, any uh, little story or anything that you picked up around that fireside chat? You can. Gosh, there were so many cool stories. You know, one of my main competitors when I was racing was Damon Bradshaw. And so we had stories amongst us in battle that we had. And then uh, uh, Ryan Villapoto and Michael Lessie, they battled, you know, in the, uh, in, in the 2000 era. So to hear their stories about how they battled and they, you know, take each other out and get up and fight each other, you know, and just, just a bunch of cool stuff. Just a, it was just the fireside chat was as cool as watching the racing, no doubt. Well, that's where you and I enjoy it, right? Let those kids go do the flips and stuff. Just make sure you come back in one piece to be able to tell me a story of why, why you would even want to do that and stuff like that. So, that's, what, uh, that's, that's right. Let, let me sit around the campfire and eat, eat some pulled pork and you go out and do all the backflips, right? That, bro, I'm just saying, like, a little bit working a little bit smarter, not harder. So what's that's next right. for that's the right. – what, what's next for you guys? You know, so do you plan on uh, doing another, do another event? one in a couple of months? I believe we'll do another. Uh, we'll do another Moto Fight Club. Um, we got a golf course that's going to uh, uh, re- redo its whole facility in uh, in in the wintertime next year. So I think we're going to go out. Everybody's dream is to go rip up a golf course. So be- at the end of the season, I think we're going to go out and we're going to we're going to take our clubs and we're going to play nine holes and then we're going to go out and lay the track out in this golf course and just tear the fire out of it and. Uh, do something cool like that. Oh, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> that sounds like an absolute blast. And and you meant they want to rip up a golf course allowed, right? Because I'm sure allowed, a couple of those exactly. guys might have ripped, yeah, one, yeah, up, yeah, might have ripped yeah. one up back in their day. They, everybody, uh, back in the day, everybody wanted to rip up a golf course. But this will actually be allowed, and they won't care that we tear it up. It's, it's all good. All right, uh, before I let you go, Jeff, any big plans for this Memorial weekend? You know that the governor's uh, eased a little of the restrictions. I was asking Nick earlier, did that change any of his plans, or what do you have uh, have planned for, the, for this weekend? Anything special? No plans for me. You know what? I own a wedding facility down in uh, Sherwood, Michigan, and uh, we're just hoping that kind of lady opens it up so we can go back to doing weddings every weekend. We've had to cancel 12 weddings already. And I'm not real pumped about that. And I'm not pumped about having to cancel any things opened up and uh, go to the uh, go to the old stone barn. I turned a stone barn in a wedding venue. We've done it for seven years and uh, it's kind of turned out to be a destination for everybody. People love it. And so uh, we'll just be at home getting that dialed in and getting ready to hopefully start business back up there. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with us. We'll uh, direct people to Moto Fight Club to check out the action and, uh, you know, interested in the fireside chat. But uh, you got anything coming up in the future, stuff we can share and let people know you uh, you reach out. All right, bud, I appreciate it. And uh, No, I, you pre- know, I, I, pre- I appreciate you, and I'll do that anytime. You got it, man. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate See you. you. That's, uh, Je- that's Jeff Stanton, world champion. American motorcycle brum, brum, Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's 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 big stuff. Nick, did you ever do any stupid crazy crap like that when you were a kid doing flips and stuff or riding motorbikes? <laughs> Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. I can't hear you.
Are you on mute? Are you on mute? I can't hear you. I cannot hear you, Nick. Did, did you squash your brain when you're putting the helmet on? Hello? 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 Are you back? There can you, you hear go. That, I can hear you. Dude, I'm I not can't hear myself. I didn't I mean, did you? I thought you squeezed that helmet on so tight, you pop your earbuds. Dude, that thing, I haven't, I'm not sure I ever wore that helmet. My brother used to wear it when I would be on the back of the moped that we had that didn't have brakes. He got to wear the helmet. Um, I didn't get one. So that thing's super tight, man. That hurt a lot, but it's kind of badass. I mean, look at this thing. This is, it's like, That's it's got to be worth something. 50 bucks. 83. Maybe. This is, hey, this is an official Lear Sigler uh, 11, 19, I don't know, 1177. Maybe it's November 77. Got it. S-80. So this, this antique, bro. But it looks very protective. Oh, clearly, of, uh, man. Travis, double backflip in that thing. That'll kill somebody. How crazy, though. I know those guys. I mean... There's a couple guys that rode dirt bikes growing up that were they they'd be broken, you know they'd be coming in with broken bones and this and that. It's it's like wow, it was so cool when you were young. It's like what are these guys? They got casts. They got casts on and stuff. They were jumping. Oh, I you know jumped three three cars, man. I fell on the last one or whatever. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Now it's like now I'm like Jeff, give me the pulled pork sandwich. Yeah, dude. It's I used to get into like bikes, like bicycles when I was a kid, right? Loved them, jumping them, doing the whole thing. Nothing ever too crazy. I was in a hospital a lot. So I wanted a motorcycle, wanted like a spree or a moped or something. Never got it. Still a little bitter. But as I got older, I was like, I might buy one. And then I realized I was like, I'll die. I, I will definitely hurt myself or dislocate my spine. And then it's over. And then I got nothing. So I've never kind of, I've never, dude, I still don't know how to ride a motorcycle. I had no idea. You know, right? I you do. were doing the yeah. Harleys and the brakes and the Probert ride and shit, right? Yeah, I love it. I love, but I don't like speed. I like cruising. Give, give me a full dress, <laughs> give me a full dresser with the music on. I'm speed limit. I'm, I'm riding with the pack, bro. I, I enjoy it. I, that That's the one thing I miss. And I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't know. I'm not really like gung ho. I'm more. I'm more excited about a, like getting a new riding lawnmower right now. That's an old you man. Know? Like I was doing the grass. Yeah, you know, like Club Cub Cadet or John Deere, whoever wants to sponsor me first with one in the yard that I have, acre and a half. Instead, I'm using this push mower and this beat up Toro, but it works. <laughs> it's all good, bro. No, I like I like doing the yard. That's the nice part about you know having having some semblance of a yard to be able to like go outside. And I couldn't imagine being uh, you know I'm happy for people that are caught you know in apartment buildings or condos or stuff where they can't really go outside or go anywhere, right? Yeah, the, the weather's been so crappy they can't walk outside. They got to, You know what do you do? You doing yeah, laps on the stairs? That blows. It's funny. So, like, I always love doing the yard work. You get outside, you break a little sweat, everything's fine. 
Um, it's always nice to get that quick sense of accomplishment with my brother in LA, never owned a house, always, you know, rented forever. He bought a new place in, uh, in the desert, actually, just like a weekend place in the desert. And he's been doing nothing but like yard work and all that stuff. And he's like, I get it. I finally get dads now. Yeah. We just want to hang yeah. in the garage, look at tools and talk about shit and get the whole accomplishment. <laughs> it's hilarious. He was never going to be that guy. But, uh, yeah, dude, I dig it. I'll probably figure out something to do. Got a lot going on, man. Well, that's you know? the whole thing. That, that's the whole thing is, like, when you realize you're – it's like – what do I say? It's like there's when you realize the destination's an oasis, the finish is an oasis. You're never going to finish. I don't care if it's your dream house or if it's a house you don't. So it's just sort of like what are you going to work towards? Yeah. You know, like that's – yeah, I mean, once, yeah, once you have it exactly the way you want it, anyways, it's there's gonna be your a couple. Your wife yeah, change. <laughs> What's cool now is not gonna be cool later. You know, everybody's got like crazy colored kitchens and weird. Like, remember when concrete countertops were cool a couple years ago? Like, it's probably not anymore. So shit changes. You want to keep doing stuff, upgrading, which well, it's good. That's what I'm waiting for. Uh, to do my basement here when it's, I don't know. I got to find a color. I got to do something. This sucks. What? The green? Yeah. The, it's not really green. It's like. No, it's, 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 it's looks green. like pea soup. It's it baby. Like pea soup. Soup. Yeah. It's pea, and it's, it's not. Pea soup. It's not hot. Well, it's crazy no, no. too because my basement is weird. It is pea soup. It is. Yeah. But yeah. the basement's weird because like. I got another 10, 15 feet behind this wall that's just open. And then another like eight feet over the walls that way that they just kind of went up to the beams and stopped. They're like, well, I'm, I don't want to do anymore. It's hard. So now I got to bust shit out. And I don't know. It'll probably never get done because I'll never know exactly what I want to do. So come over, bring your tools, man. You put that floor in your kitchen. Come over and knock this out. I helped put the floor in the kitchen. I, I'm not the lead guy, dude. I'm demolition, and then I can yeah. help. I'm like the the you know. I'm I don't take the lead on that crap. You're just holding hey. power for the wife, or what? Yeah, that's her gig, dude. No, I'm carrying stuff, breaking stuff. I get to destroy stuff. I like that. Burn stuff. I got a burn pit, so I get to burn. Yeah, fire. I got two actually. Um, I wanted to mention, uh, I know you didn't probably watch the NASCAR race last night, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, you have to check it out. There's an incident where uh, <laughs> my boy, because everybody knows me, knows that my Kozlowski, obviously, because he's local, he's my friend, so that doesn't count. But uh, Kyle Busch is my other favorite, and he's like the most hated. He's like the number one heel in, in NASCAR if it was wrestling. And yesterday, the golden, sort of the new uh, Dale Jr., uh, Chase Elliott, who's awesome Bill from Dawsonville, Bill Elliott, the Hall of Famer's son. Well, <laughs> uh, 30 laps left, uh, Bush goes to get in line and he takes out Elliott and it ends up stopping with 20 laps left because of the rain. So Denny Hamlin wins and it shows, this is what I love, Nick. Because you're supposed to, by NASCAR rules, don't get out of your car. Or if you get out of your car, you got to go right to the ambulance. Well, he go, not only doesn't 
go right to the Andrews. He gets out weight so he comes by so he can flip him off. And <laughs> and then gets in the ambulance. But they don't fight. This is what I love, right? If this is football or that, you know, they're they're gonna find him because they no, they let it pass. You know, when okay, boys have been locked up long enough, but it'll be right. interesting because usually it's it's Kyle Bush fighting with Joey Logano or Kyle Bush fighting with Brad Kozlowski or Kyle Bush fighting with somebody else. So it looks like him and Chase Elliott. And it'll be interesting because Chase Elliott is now like Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's the people's champ. So you got like a, you got a pretty good rivalry just behind the scenes brewing for, for anybody who cares. Like I do. Is Kyle, so, is Kyle Bush like the uh, is he like the bad boy of racing? No, he, no, he's just all about winning. He's just about winning. He's he's about, he's probably one of the most talented. You know, he drives for Joe Gibbs, but he's just he's he's a, he just comes off arrogant. But he's he's but if you met him like when I met him, I mean I got a picture with him, and when I was talking to him, and I said, "Hey man, great." Uh, great job earlier in the year, you know, three wins. And he said, yeah, but what about the ones we lost? You know, like a couple that were close or, you know, like he's a competitor. And, yeah. you know, that's why I, that's why I like him because of his competitiveness. I like, you know, the story and stuff like that. So I, uh, I thought that if I could ever get behind a bad guy in anything, it would be him. And because yeah. I love M&Ms, bro. What Is he the most hated guy? He's the most Who's hated the- uh, car driver. Dude, it's hard say. to be Because the other with- one's like, it'll right. go. That's See, bad. Here's how it works. Here's how it works. If you have a favorite, depending on if it's because of the driver, because of the company, because of the owner, because of the car, whatever it is, right? Then you'll go off of that storyline because it's like wrestling. You know, you pick a wrestler, then what storyline? Oh, they're good or they're or they'll get pissed off or you, sometimes you'll you'll see two younger guys being pissed off or a younger guy and an older guy or it's just what builds it up and because now what makes it interesting as as if you see me looking beyond because uh, the rain delay for the Xfinity series so they're back racing right now but there's so many races in so little time seven races in the next like 11 days right, where they're at a couple of the same tracks, that the rivalries get built this way, right? These are, This is where storylines and the feelings, because you're doing it, you know, not only going again, getting another crack at the same track, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, you'll find that you race around or get in competitiveness. The front of the front guys don't usually get in confrontation with the back guys unless they're, lapping them right it's the guys in the middle that are trying to make it from 20 to 10 so when you break it down and see that there's really like so many different tiers to go into it and then you look at what one guy is doing and you look at the other guy there's so many different if you want to look into and that's what's interesting so i say that as the xfinity which is like the minor leagues and then there's Mm -hmm. the trucks too so there's Three different leagues, and uh, my guy, so Kyle Bush, back to it. He's racing in all seven races. So the four Xfinity, two, or the truck series, Xfinity series, and the and the cup series. So he's doing a lot of racing, but that's what he does. And that's why I like you know, him, because he's a racer. I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, who would I, 
who would I root for? So first it'd be like the most hated guy, right? Because I don't really know dick about NASCAR. So let's go with that just to make people who know about NASCAR irritated. That'd be my first move. Then I'm like, all right, so I can't do Kyle Busch because you can't be cool with M&Ms on your car. I don't care how tough you are. It's just, that's just weird to me. So I'm thinking, all right, what do I like? I'm like, there's probably not a golf. What about a Miller Lite car? So I literally looked it up, and that's Brad Kozlowski. Yeah, that's so But he's a friend. But you'd like – you could go check out, like, a Matt Benedetto, who's also – his nickname's Guido. He's also a Guido. But he's just – so so this year, like, he leveled up. So now he's driving the 21 car. He was driving – so it's almost like he went to a bigger company. So he's got a better shot. Like, he's one of the up and – uh up and comers like that's the thing is you want to see the guys that are are rising there's always going to be those standard guys there you know the denny hamlin who captain sunset uh ronnie's got uh dibs on him because he's from virginia and he's from virginia <laughs> so but clint boyer would be a good one for you too um yeah because he's but but like he's yeah you'd like him because he's happy-go-lucky and he's a he's a redneck and he's just He's funny as heck, um, and he's a good racer. You know, like there's a lot of different guys. I think if you if you watch and just check out their you know different personalities and stuff, that that that's what draws me, you know, to these guys. And you know, it's it's like one of the things that I was telling you, and I was talking to Dominic Rosario, Mess Bucket Comics. Shout out to Donnie Brook. Um, is uh, that's the one thing is that to to be able to nurture some of these relationships. We just talked to Jeff Stanton, you know, motocross uh, legend, uh, to talk to some of these racers. Well, look at me getting excited. Talk to some of these racers and stuff like that, you know, the more of the story of, of what it's like, because it's a lot, when you treat the sports season more like your favorite television show, it's like a, a, a series right then you can get into it the storylines i want to do that with wrestling too obviously i got some big plans but it's uh just about having conversations with guys so and uh we are gonna have to fire this up pretty soon when this Coming comes soon, back man. and we're uh we yeah. got a lot of big plans ahead for uh knuckle up and we're gonna be talking about it. and it's pretty much you know the, the trash talking and what's going on and the mentality be behind you know some fights we've been into we're going to talk to some people that have been in some fights themselves and it'll be it, it, you know it'll be interesting i hope to cross pollinate from you know all different because everybody's got sort of experience oh absolutely <laughs> dude on some hell we'll look at motocross fights i i love the fact that these brawls kind of happen um uh, i'd probably you know bring or jimmy on yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know for sure Sometimes they have to happen, but but I like the fact, like, I don't want the hold-me-back-hold-me-back hold me back fights. You know, like, you see a lot of basketball or the flops in soccer. I don't want no, that because, stuff. I want, like, total freak-out moments, don't care if you're on national TV and you just beat the hell out of each other. That's what I want to talk about. Great. Well, that's usually why you're beating the hell out of each other, Nick, is because you know you're on national TV. <laughs> Right. You, you never know who's watching. You never know what her name is, or his right. name, or your name. That's yeah. why you always got to do you. What? Do you, I mean, 
how much more fired up do you get when you know you're on national television brawling other than, you know, at the post bar? Well, when you get into the brawl, it's the same thing. But, <laughs> but it's, well, in the post bar, you can get away with a lot more stuff because there's no cameras back in the day. So allegedly, I might have smashed your face against that, that uh, <laughs> meter, allegedly. Um, but uh, no, I, no, I mean, you just, like, the one thing is, is, is like show up or shut up. So the one thing is, is, you know, playing and like, whether if you're going to, you know, pull the bluff or pull the fake or whatever, it's not just on there. You got to be accountable because your actions will be watched. It's the same thing nowadays with social media, wherever you are, whatever you say, you got to make sure you stand behind it. So yeah, there's a lot of tough people that. online. You know, a lot of people are tough behind a typewriter. And that's just yeah. until they until see them. Telephone tough guy. That's it. A lot yep. more respect then, to somebody who says something to my face or whatever like that. And here's the thing, man. I, I Listen, if anybody knows a thing or two about karma, I think it would be me. So don't worry. You'll get your – and it's not – I'm not giving it to you. That's the way the world works. That's how it you goes. How many times I've had conversations with guys, especially like doing interviews and shit, where they're like, you know, asking questions about you. And and I was talking to, uh, you know, our buddies over in L.A. and New York, you know, with some things coming up down the road where they kind of asked me the same thing. Like, how do you, you know, how is he? How do we approach him? I was like, listen, he's going to talk a lot. He's going to talk. If he stops talking and he's not saying anything, you're going to get punched in the mouth. It's, it's going to happen. You're going to get punched in the face. So the best way to handle it. Mac's not going to just talk shit. Either right. you're going to get slapped or, or you're fine. There's really no yeah, in between. Just, the, the only thing, listen, just be you and, and be honest. You know what I mean? Like, I got one feeling. She owns it. And that's it. So if you can't be, like, out of respect. And, then, and that's the one thing it is learn is that. That's with with everything else is that because if you don't treat me with the same respect, then I'm not going to treat you. Then I'm not going to deal with you, right? That's right. A, the next move isn't fight you. Next move's the ghost. If I ghosted you and then you show up, then you're going to eat it, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that there's some, you know, and and you know what? As I say that, I could change my mind. Depends on what I'm on. Depends on what I smoke right. that day. Depends what mood I'm in. Because I remember that, that that goes along. Hey, this is a good. This goes along with anybody. Somebody says, anybody ever like challenge you at the bar? And I said, listen, it happens once or twice. But I got a line. I go, listen. You know what? You get two. You get three shots. Either knock me out or kill me. It's my turn. I've only had one person ever like go to take a swing, and I, you know, cold cock them, knock them out, stand over them when they're laying there, and go, oh, I'm a liar. So I don't know. Maybe I'll choose that point. So, so that's the point I chose. Sorry for your luck laying on the ground with no teeth. Right. But, you know, like I decided that. Uh, or yeah, I just don't lie to girls. That's what so happens. That's man. We've talked about that, it too. What you know, people can say stuff to to us. They can say something to me, and right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I got to do to get out of the situation. I don't really care. But you come after a friend or family, and you're not gonna you're not you're coming. It's just you're. That's it. It's lights out. 
Yeah, you're exactly. literally you're literally not gonna see it coming. Literally <laughs> not gonna see it coming. Oh, bro, dude, I I forgot to tell you, dude. I've been uh, I've been uh, binge watching uh, Letter Kenny from from yeah. the first episode. I I recommend it now that we know the guys. You know what I mean and stuff. Oh yeah. my god, it's so fun. How are you now? Good and you? What's that? <laughs> Not bad, you. How you now? I know. Oh man, it's 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 just it's just more brilliant and and even you know everything else from seeing the show and uh, it's just cool to be able to you know have be able to call those guys friends. So it's it's pretty cool because it, it's some great stuff, dude. Some, some stuff that I totally forgot about. Yeah, it's a lot of the small stuff that I love, like rewatching that funny shit where it's, you know, little nuances, little looks, little comments or whatever that kill me. Um, so that stuff's hilarious. But the guys at Letterkenny, it's just every one of them's awesome. They were all nice. They're all good people, very humble, very, you know, gracious. Uh, they're, they were just awesome. So it, I think it, it makes it better. But it's it, you know it's the same thing as as with the trailer park boys because I know them and being around them not as the characters and to see how much they they like each other and it's not a job but they are that family and it comes that's why it comes across so good even in the early episodes you know with the, like it, it makes everything sort of falls into place uh, of sort of like the explanation of why and it makes sense of how their stage show is so tight now it is all the reps and all the different and it's just the things that i forgot you know some of the some of the hockey scenes shotsy yeah bang man yeah barnyard you know every like just the it just uh i i i think it's on crave and hulu anybody letter kenny oh man it's uh five thousand people and these are their problems and she and and you know what russell roy uh fairenberg cheryl's best friend up north is wayne that is yeah. wayne i'm telling you exactly <laughs> toughest guy in claire it's you know what's great about the show too is you don't have to be a hockey fan like no not a hockey no. show no it's a lingo it's, show you gotta yeah. learn the link like if you like hockey lingo or you want to learn hockey lingo because they take it they take the stereotypes so well and and those two um those two uh Andrew and uh, Andrew, yeah, Andrew and Dylan. They uh, they're so they're so good together as because it makes so much sense. Because you always have growing up and junior and even in pro, like to you know guys are like that. You know, yeah. like they they come up together. They go from the minors to the to the senior league, and uh, it's just great. That's funny, man. It's great. Yeah, it it's rough. great. It's great. It was awesome. I mean, even seeing them in Detroit and everything, it was like we talked about. I didn't know how that show was going to go. Like the show is really funny, but like a live skit type thing, this could get awkward. It was not awkward at all. It was hilarious. And thank God yeah. we were able to go. And was it they went from Detroit to Buffalo. They never even did the show. Then they had to fly back to Canada uh, and they were done. Hopefully they come back here soon and, I don't know. Come back to Detroit. Let's start it all over again. You know. What are one of this? Just brought a question. What are one of the things that you like 
most look forward to? Maybe not number one, but some of the things you look forward to getting back to normal. I noticed it today when I drove by a casino, man. I was like, <laughs> wow. It's, it, no, 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 no. But it's close. It's closer to being open than it is than it was yesterday. That's all I know. Yeah, dude, I'm missing. Uh, I mean, yeah, we can golf and stuff which is great, but still it's like that camaraderie, the, you know, it's like when me, you, Uncle Andy, Nordy, Max played golf, every, every birdie group on the hall, like that kind of goof stuff, you know, hanging out after the round. um, I don't know. Personally, I don't think I'm going to be super comfortable with, with all that stuff probably until, I don't know, until I get an antibody test or the vaccine comes out. And I think at that point, everybody will calm the hell down and things will get back to the way it was and we'll kind of yeah, be but done. But Yeah, but that's fair. That, dude, because yeah. you're not thinking about yourself. You got three other people there to think about and especially even more so with the kids. I have no problem with that. And, you know, hopefully with what they're saying about something coming around in September and stuff like this, we'll, it'll, we'll all figure it out. Right, you know what? So, yeah. it might, you, might, you know, and and for the record, out there, Nick is mad because the ass slaps have been banned. It's true. That's the truth. I think I get away with it, though. You try to get away with it. You know what? I, know. I that's why I always say to the security guy, dude, watch his hand six feet. I'm too quick. I'm too you quick. Are with quick the- though. Yeah, you you'll not. You really see it coming. And I got pretty long arms, so I can kind of reach around you and get you. You got a wing. Hey, it's called a wingspan, bro. It's a wingspan. <laughs> exactly, dude. I'm excited for like – so my wife's family, it's, it's pretty big. She's got three other sisters, and they all have like 300 kids. So I think there's, there's another one in the way. Wow, that's like 75 kids each. But Yeah, dude, I think there's like 10. I think there's – Ten, there's 10 nieces and nephews, I think, but nine of them are under eight and seven are under five, maybe. So I'm excited for Quinn to be able to hang out with her buddies again and her cousins and yeah. feel safe yeah. and kind of do. I mean, that's literally what I'm most excited about is getting her out of this shit and happy again. That's that's yeah. kind of what I'm looking for. Well, that's a great point. Hopefully, uh, hopefully next week when we uh, chit chat again, we will uh, look into what we did for this Memorial weekend. So, as you can see, ah, uh, a little bit of extra grinder today for you this Memorial weekend. Anyways, DMac here. Thank you, Nikki Nooch. Grind time with Derek Curry, twenty-five on nineteen. We will see you next week, DMac, and I'm out.